Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Hello, my name is Tim Rowan. I'm a coach for the Mike Ferry organization. Mike asked me to talk to you a little bit today about the power of asking great questions. And as Mike has told us repeatedly, people do not make a decision to act when we're speaking. It's only through asking great questions that they, while they're thinking it through, while they're thinking of the answer that they're getting ready to give, that's actually when the decision is made. So what is the key to asking great questions? Well, believe it or not, the key to asking great questions is the ability to listen to the answer. You see, we have to be genuinely interested in the answers that they give us, and you can't fake interest. When we approve the answers that they give us, no matter what they say, that is what Mike likes to refer to as MMFI, make me feel important which is also known as recognition, which as Mike mentioned in the retreat he got from Earl Nightingale is the number one motivator of all humans. And so when you give people recognition, are they probably going to want more of it? Well, of course they are. Right? Will they answer more questions to keep getting it? Absolutely. So what keeps us from truly listening? Well, A, we're too focused on the words we're using, okay? And as you know, the words we use are only 7% of communication. Yet for most salespeople, that's their main focus. What words am I using? And the second thing, or B, what keeps us from truly listening, is we're listening with the intent to respond, not the intent to understand. Meaning, we're waiting for them to stop speaking so we can speak again. And that's probably not going to get us very far. So the more we know, the more questions we ask, and therefore the more we know, the easier it's going to be to close. To close for an appointment, to close for a signature, to close for a price reduction, whatever it is. And I I know that Sabrina told us in a coach's meeting one day that she loves watching Mike ask questions. And when he asks questions, he looks at the answers to those questions as like arrows. He asks a question, they give an answer, he bends down, picks up the arrow, and sticks it in his quill. He asks another question, gets the answer, picks up the arrow, sticks it in his quill. He just keeps asking questions until he feels he's got enough arrows to hit the bullseye, and then he starts closing. And so do we do that? Oftentimes we don't. We close without knowing enough, or we close sometimes too soon. And we call that surface closing. So what would be an example? Well, let's just say in a casual conversation, someone says, how's the market? Is that a pretty typical question that we get as real estate salespeople? Of course, we get that almost all the time. And so 
we'll just go into our tangent. We just press play. Oh yeah, the market's fantastic. Homes are flying off the market. Sellers are fighting. We get multiple offers. I usually get over asking when I list a property. Oh, okay. So I guess it's not a good time to buy then. Right? So we went on how great it is to be a seller and how bad it is to be a buyer. And this person was asking because they're thinking about purchasing a home. Instead, we could have said, you know, the market's fantastic. Are you thinking about buying or are you thinking about selling? If we knew that they were thinking to buy, would we answer the question maybe a little bit differently? I hope so. And so when we uncover a client or a prospect's motivation, I always like to say hit pause and then ask a few additional questions. Why? Why would we do that? Well, it gets them talking about the end result that they're hoping to achieve, okay? which is ultimately what we want. We want them thinking about it. And when you do that correctly, you'll start hearing things from sellers when they list with you. You know, when I spoke to you, I just, I just got a feeling that you were going to be able to get it done. Well, why did they get that feeling? Because we asked them questions that got them talking about the end result. Being in Arizona for the birth of their grandchild, being at the beach the day they retired, whatever it is, get them talking about that. And so what is the advantage to us? What's the benefit to us going forward? Well, when we do that, the more we know, the quality of our lead follow-up will improve. Okay, if you think about it, when we talk to a seller and they say, I can't talk right now, give me a call back on Tuesday. Most people say, okay, I'll call you back on Tuesday. Yay, I got a lead. Is that a lead? I don't know. It may or it may not. We don't know yet. A Mike Ferry trained agent would probably say, absolutely, I'll be more than glad to talk you, call you back on Tuesday. What time is good for you on Tuesday? Okay, and when we do sell your home, where are you planning on going next? How soon would you like to be there, right? The call me back on Tuesday is just the reflex no, just the blow off. Most agents will just take that. Okay, so now just fast forward, they legitimately can't talk now. And so you call back on Tuesday. Four other agents call back and say, yes, I spoke to you last week. You told me to call you back on Tuesday. Now here comes a Mike Ferry trained agent. Oh, yes, I spoke to you last week. You were getting ready to walk into a meeting and you asked me to call you back Tuesday at 10 o'clock. It's Tuesday at 10 o'clock. You said you were thinking about moving to Arizona for the birth of your grandchild. That is exciting. I'm excited to help you make that happen. When can we get together and talk about getting you there in time? What is the seller going to think from those different calls? Who is more likely to get the appointment? Probably the agent that at least they're thinking one of two things. Either they took good notes or they really care about what I'm trying to accomplish. And you know what? To the seller, either one of those is fine. So that's a definite advantage to us. So there's also different types of questions that we ask. right? So what are a couple of different types of questions? Well, obviously, there's yes, no questions. We try and avoid those if at all possible. Uh, there's also tie-down questions. Tie-down questions are usually you make a statement and then follow up with a question. That is what you want, isn't it? That would be an example. And then the best questions often are open-ended questions. And those questions start with who, what, where, when, why, and how. Right? 
The reason that those are good, because it gets the client talking. It's hard for them to answer. And if you notice, all my scripts are designed with almost all those types of questions. Okay. Now, word of caution, though, sometimes depending on the personality style, one type of question may be better than another. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. So if I'm asking questions, am I on the right track? Well, as a general rule, yes, but not all questions are good questions. Okay, I've heard recordings. People have sent me uh, you know, tapes of them prospecting or on appointments, and they're asking questions left and right, but they're not going anywhere. They're just going around and around in a circle. So how do we know if we're asking good questions? Well, there's, there's two ways, really. Are the questions I'm asking advancing the conversation? And I'll give you an answer. I'll give you an example of that in a minute. And the second and most important thing is the prospect engage in answering. If you're asking them questions and they're looking at you like a cow watching a train go by, we're probably not on the right track. We may want to change either the types of questions or the substance of the questions to get them engaged. So those are a couple of ways. So let's talk about advancing the conversation. When I first became a coach a couple years ago, and I asked Mike, how can we get better at asking questions? And a matter of fact, his answer was, well, I learned to think in questions. And the easiest way for us to do that is play the question game. I ask a question of you, you respond, answer the question, then ask a similar question back. And so at the break, Mike said, practice the question game with another coach. And so I was paired up with a great coach who's a friend of mine. And he said, okay, so I'll let you go first. And I said, okay, great. And before I asked the question, he said, hold on, give me a business card. I gave him a business card. He turned it over, scribbled something on the back of it, and then turned it over. I said, go ahead. So I started asking questions. I don't know exactly what they were. Normally revolves around restaurants, right? Do you want to go get something to eat? Yes, I'd love to. What are you in the mood for? Something along those lines. And you go back and forth and back and forth. Well, then at the end, he asked me, what, what is the name of those green and yellow tractors? You know, I forget the name of them, but they, people wear hats for them all the time. And I said, oh, John Deere? And he just smiled and leaned back in the chair and he turned my business card over. And what do you think it said on the back of the business card? That's right. You guessed it. It said John Deere. Now, he didn't go from, do you prefer peanut butter and jelly or a tuna fish sandwich? Or what's the name of that tractor? It was a, it was a logical progression. But he knew what questions to ask to get me where I wanted to go. All right? So that's a great example. Also, the, the another benefit to questions, we can always confront through questions, right? So um, when someone has a, a, something that they want to say or, you know, you haven't sold any homes in my area, you know what? That's a great question, and I'm glad you asked. Why do you feel that's important in getting a home sold, okay, instead of making a statement that's going to make them wrong, okay? So... One thing to do is anything that you want to say, just before you say it, practice converting it to a question. And sometimes it may take two or sometimes three questions to get the end result. I know Tony Smith said, you can tell when you're doing it right 
when you get them to say out loud what you just wanted to tell them. You get it? If it's their idea, then you just repeat and approve and you're on the right track. All right. So that's a great way to tell. So if you want to get better at asking questions and or find out how well you do this, the easiest way is just to record yourself, right? Record your prospecting calls, record your presentations, right? And then really there's two things that we need to take a look at when we're reviewing those recordings. Number one, what percentage of the time are you speaking versus what percentage of the time are they speaking? Okay. The second thing is how many questions are you asking versus how many statements are you making? And actually count them. I remember when we used to have the the live role plays of the listing presentation, we always used to count the questions, how many questions were asked. And it was many. Let's just put it that way, many. I'll give you a couple of examples of that. I remember Ron Cronin telling the story about he was listening in to Mike Ferry doing a coaching call with a broker owner. Was one of the larger broker owners in the country, had several offices, a lot of powerful agents. And he came to the call with a question about should he close some of his offices? How could he become more profitable? And at the end of the call, Ron went back and said, okay, let me check. Let me critique the call. And Mike had asked seven questions, made no statements. It was a 30-minute coaching call. Mike spoke for six minutes. The broker owner client spoke for 24 minutes. And at the end of the call, the broker owner thanked Mike for talking him through and telling him what to do. And he had decided on his own to close one of his offices and relocate the agents to the other offices. And really, all Mike did was just ask great questions, and then he talked himself through it. There's no better example than that. So what would be another example? Maybe a for sale by owner, right? A lot of people are calling for sale by owners these days. So what would be a a great example that we could use for for sale by owners? Well, for sale by owners, we use we want to repeat and actually go over the top with massive approval. For example, um, we use a question that dripped out after that. So you call it for sale by owner. Tell me if this sounds familiar. I can sell it on my own. I don't need your help. I've already got two people interested. Okay, so where do we go with that? We can say we can do better. We can make them wrong but that usually doesn't end up in a deal. However, we could say, wow, you know what? Good for you. It looks like a great house. I'm sure you can sell it on your own. I guess the only question that we need to ask ourselves is, how much money are you willing to leave on the table? Okay, is that going to cause him to think? Is that going to cause him to doubt? What? Leave money on the table? Right? <laughs> so what do you mean? Right? I don't want to leave any money on the table. Of course you don't. Well, that's exactly why we need to get together. Okay, and there's another one that is is one of my favorites. And uh, it's basically in this inventory-starved market, how often are we getting beat up for commissions? Right? People are asking us to discount commission. And as coaches, we always say when they say commission, we say net. Right? So 
we're on a listing presentation. They say, Tim, you know, everything you says sound great, but I see you're charging 6%. We'd love to list with you, but another agent said that they would do it for 5%. And we really need every penny out of it. Right? Okay, terrific. Right? Again, we don't make them wrong. We don't say, oh, how much would you like me to discount my commission? We we say, what I hear you saying is that it's really important important to you to net the most money from this sale as possible. Is that correct? Of course, they're going to say yes. You know what? Good for you. That's smart. That's exactly what you should be focused on. So if we can agree that choosing me tonight will result in putting more money in your pocket, you'd probably just put me to work right away, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, I, I think I would. Were you aware, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, that the average agent in this market gets their seller 95% of asking price? Did you know that? And of course they don't. Well, yes, that's the MLS average. They give away 5% of a seller's equity. Fortunately for you, my sellers get 98.6 of asking price. So I'm just curious, how much would that extra 3.6% put in your pocket? Huh. Let's do the math. Now, let me ask you another question. Do you think that agents that come in here and give their own money away, do you think they probably bring that average up? Or do you think they probably bring it down? Well, I, I, I guess they probably bring it down. So can you see that choosing me tonight actually makes the most sense? And dollars? Sign the contract. That's another old reliable that, uh, that we like to use. But the key is we have to practice. We have to practice asking questions. We have to practice asking good questions. As Mike says, knowing what to say and also knowing what to ask is one thing. But through practice, we actually have the courage to say it. We have the courage to ask it. We have the, for the courage to confront through questions, which is ultimately give us the more power, right? That's personal power. So I hope some of this information was helpful for you today. Um, look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.